Hey kids, welcome back to On Stage, Off Stage. I'm George Sapio, and this month it is episode number 93, and we have got a double shot of great talk. A little background first. A while back, I had the honor of being asked to participate in the selection process for the Hope and Optimism Foundation's Playwriting Contest. Playwright myself, it was an eye-opening experience being on the other side of the, well, so who do we pick process, especially as the prize was a substantial one. $10,000 to the winner, and an additional $40,000 for productions in both Ithaca, New York, and Los Angeles, California. To say we had a few entries would be ridiculous. We received well over 800 This month's guests, Jessica Hanna and Jeremy Webb, not only both sat on the selection committee, but also directed the respective productions. Jeremy in Ithaca at the Hangar Theater, and Jessica in Los Angeles. Jessica Hanna is co-founder, producing, and managing director at Los Angeles' Bootleg Theater Company, and Jeremy is an actor with extensive credits across the country, including New York City's The Lark, the Ensemble Studio Theater, and the Signature Theater Company. He is also a stage director, believe me, of no mean ability. We were fortunate to get both of them on the phone, and we started off with the obvious one. How do you wade through over eight hundred submissions. I've been on a couple of reading panels before, so I used some of that, um, what I learned on those panels. Um, one of the, I, I have been on panels where you're asked to give notes, um, and we did not do that with this one, and I'm, uh, I'm very grateful for that, just because of how many there were. If we had had to give notes on everyone, it would have, I mean, would have taken a year. How many probably. were there? How uh, many did you get? There were 800 plus. Yeah, over 800, 800 scripts. Um, and one of the, we, we had started with a smaller uh, reading panel or planned a smaller reading panel, but as the scripts came in, uh, and by the end of it, I think that we were getting like 40 a day in the last week, two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> right? Totally. No, and it's, yeah, and, and, uh, and then the reality of like, we need more readers. Um, there's no way. Because everybody, you know, it was a volunteer situation and everybody was, you know, participating uh, for the most part as a volunteer. And to to ask, I mean, to, it's a lot of plays. It's a lot of words. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I mean, for me, uh, having to be honest with myself, because I also have a tendency, um, you know, I, I, lo I love theater and I'm always amazed that people actually either you know just the, the act of writing a play i have deep respect for because that's it's hard um i've tried once and i don't do that <laughs> you know it's uh, i mean it's really hard so i have i have a lot of deep respect so wanting to you know i mean there's to 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 read you know whole full-length plays that many i mean it takes a it, just time um so having to be honest with myself in terms of and i had my own criteria for, you know, what I mean, my own personal criteria of what I believe is, you know, makes a good play. Right. Um, and then also my own levels of, as I'm reading it, my own levels of interest. Um, and then, but then also thinking about the, the themes that we were working with, you know, um, and where does this fit in in that theme? Um, or how does it reflect that? Or is it, I mean, because again, we all, I, I, I had to always remind myself about, it's not, <clears throat> the play doesn't have to just be about hope and optimism the play can be dealing with hope and optimism by dealing with sadness, grief, loss, you know, I mean, all of these things, you know, there's, they don't have to be bright, white, bright, light plays, you know? Um, and so really to keep that in mind as I was reading 
and to to be honest about it and have moments of just like, okay, I'm 30 pages in. I know this isn't it. Put it down. Go to the next because you because I have to, I have to read 20 plays tonight. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to. Um, because there's just the, the time, the timing of it, you know? Um, so to really kind of keep, keep that in mind, keep those ideas in mind as we went. Um, and there's some great writing, you know, there's some great, uh, there, there are a couple of places I'm, I'm still keeping in mind myself, you know, in terms of things I would, you know, if, if a, if a time opened up that in like know, plays in of, that we didn't, um, plays that didn't necessarily get awards, but were still yeah. plays that, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I, I had oh, yeah. that experience too. I read yeah. a lot of good, I read a lot of good plays, I feel like, mm-hmm. um, for this. And I felt like first the play had to be good. And then after that, we could start talking about, you know, whether it fit the specific criteria of the, of the competition and what we were looking for. And I had no idea. I, unlike Jess, have never done anything like this before. So I had no idea what was out there. Um, pleasantly surprised and overwhelmed <laughs> to yeah. read yeah. that. I think there were George. You asked how many. I mean, I mm-hmm. think I think I might have had. I think I might have had close to a hundred plays in my Dropbox account in my, you know, the account that I was responsible for. Now right. I was reading those with a partner, so I was personally responsible for probably more like forty or fifty of those plays. Um, but. That's still a lot of plays. That when is you an think enormous that the... amount. <laughs> I know, I know. I still think about it. I still think about those plays. And and I wanted to try to um, at least meet the playwrights that were submitting their work, you know, at least, at least respect them enough to um, give each play that I read... Uh, enough of a reading to know whether you know whether I should read the whole thing or not. I did not read every word of every play, mm-hmm. um, but I I read some words of I read some words <laughs> of every play. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I think in terms of trying to help um, the organizer out with it from the beginning, I, I put my eyes on probably half half of those plays. I didn't read what? all four hundred plays, but I definitely I put my eyes on because I was trying to you know trying to oversee a bunch of stuff for the project um in the leading up to so yeah i mean but like you know trying to trying like like jer said you know having respect for the playwright and the effort you know and the the imagination that has been that's been put down yeah i mean it's there was an awful lot of effort when you think of like the over 800 plays that we got mm-hmm. yeah over 800 playwrights who were sweating it out yeah trying yeah to do, trying to do their best so totally yeah. I mean, that was one of the, 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 the blind, the, the fact that you don't know, you know, you don't know anything about who the author is. Right. And you got a title, the title, you know, it's all been taken off. And I mean, that was one of my favorite things about when we did finally choose the winners of just like, who are these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do know? we know it's them? Like, Remember right, that moment? Totally, yeah. Like, do we know these people? Like, oh, are, yeah, they, totally. are they playwrights that we've worked with before that we've crossed paths yeah. with? Were there any? Yeah, did totally. you guys, did you guys read any? Um, I had some that were musicals that had mm-hmm. not only scripts, but also drop downs of totally. musical numbers. Do you remember that? Yep. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. A musical. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Yeah. I think I yeah, ran across about three plays with um, once we found out, you know, who they were from. From people I knew. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not yeah. have that experience, strangely. I mean, now I'm sure in the 800, 
there were many playwrights I knew, but when I found out of my finalists, the names of, of the plays that I was interested in, there was nobody that I knew. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I didn't, I didn't end up reading a play of anybody I knew, but I know plays, playwrights who, like, I know that there were plays of other player, of playwrights that I know that were submitted, but I didn't end up having to, having to, and, and we talked about also just like, you know, if you recognize this play, step out, you know, tap out, give it to somebody else. You know, yeah. one thing um, Jess and I talk about all the time, uh, well, that we've talked about a lot, is how lucky we feel like we got <laughs> with with Georgette Kelly, who wrote the yeah. prize-winning play. Because with a blinded competition, George, you could end up with, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you just don't know. You have no you're idea. Gonna, yes. No, is it going to yeah. be a public speaker? Is it going to be someone who, and, and here we got, I mean, someone who um, wrote a brilliant play, was interested in working on the play with us, mm-hmm. developing it, um, who could speak articulately about what she did. I remember we had a moment when we were working with some of the researchers with Hope and Optimism, um, and, and people were presenting uh, stuff just about a year ago out in June um, in Colorado, and and Jess and I were kind of dancing with Georgette. It was our first time meeting her in person. And we were like, would you like us to introduce you? And we can talk about the play or you. And she kind of put her hand on ours and she said, how many minutes would you like me to talk for? (laughs) (laughs) And we said, we said five to 10 would be great. And she said, say no more. And she got up at the dinner and she gave the most eloquent speech about who she is, what her pedigree is as a playwright, why she wrote this play, what she would do with the money, why the award means so much. Jess and I just said, you know, yeah. I kind of turned and went, I'll have a martini, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. it just was like, thank you. I mean, this yeah. was, you know, she was a gift. Just to, just to just playwright, make... you know? That's yeah. what she's doing. She identifies as a playwright. That's what her task and her right. path is, you know? Yeah. Just That's to great. make this clear, I wanted to tell our audience, this is uh, Georgette Kelly we're talking about. She mm-hmm. is the winning playwright, and the playwright, uh, the play was "I Carry Your Heart." Yes, yes. So, I carry your heart. Yes, yes. Uh, a remarkable, remarkable piece of work. Um, let's talk uh, more about yes. uh, about Georgette. I mean, it's just you know, uh, you both had a chance to work with her. As far as yeah. uh, you mentioned, developing the play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, well, one of the things she she said uh, she said that. It was when we first met her that it was, you know, it's an early play at first. And she she literally mm. said, I wish I wish I could hit it again. And both of us were like, would you really? Because <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I, I thought it was a great play. And it, it, there was, you know, it, it was, you know, we picked it. It was good. You know, it's it's the play. But then to have because my, my experience with new play development, if you have a chance to work with the author in the room, you are going to, I mean, a great play, I mean, it, 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 it really can help the script to, you know, you're not just building a production, especially in this case, because we were building two productions, so we weren't mm-hmm. even really, I mean, that was Jared and I having our own thoughts about our productions. We were talking with her about the script, you yeah. know, and how the story was told. And, yeah. and that, I mean, she was really up for it, um, which was great. And then also, I mean, we were, again, lucky enough in terms of this um this this grant and the people in charge of it i mean andrew uh chignell he when we said she we can can we do a workshop for can we have four days in chicago and he said yes and he came along for the you know and came along and he was part of the process as well and it was really exciting yeah yeah 
So she was she was eager to see how her play could develop because she had written this a couple years earlier, correct? So she, yeah, she yeah. wrote the play. Um, it, I, I, I'm not sh- clear that she wrote it to get into grad school, but it is the play that got her into grad school. In other words, I'm not sure if she wrote it um, to mm-hmm. get in, but it's the play that she submitted um, to the program in order to get in. And she's she's graduated and been out for a few years. So I would say, you know, it was at, at a minimum, maybe a five-year-old play when she submitted it. Um, to the playwriting competition. And um, she sort of, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but I've heard her talk enough about, you know, the process of playwrights do this a lot. You know, they're always scouring for the, the next competition and they look at the, 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 the spec and they sort of submit their play that comes the closest. So right. this for her was her, right. was her hope and optimism play. Um, yeah. and, and she submitted it and, you know, Jess and I feels, you know, and Eliza Van Court and Andrew and everybody on that panel, we feel so lucky that she did because we, yeah. um, Seriously. yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great <laughs> plan. I'll just second what Jess has said. Like it was really thrilling to be able to, uh, be able to do that developmental work in Chicago and be able to, um, work without the, the, the pressure of a production breathing down our necks right that minute or the next week, yep. but be able to yep. work with actors and go, you know, like, so what is the most potent thing here? Like what, 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 what should, which of these stories should we tease out and make sure that we're clear that, you know, and that was, um, and again, she just, uh, to me anyway, impressed me so much with her oh, ability, absolutely. A, to write on the spot, but also to, um, to show us what her play was and to say, mm-hmm. no, you know, let's keep that in. That's really important stuff yeah. right there. I know, yeah. I know from experience in development um, that not every playwright is eager and willing to submit their play to constructive criticism or to other opinions. Right. A lot of things are, you know, et- etched in stone. They're solid. And yes, terrific. Great for you. That That's absolutely wonderful. Um but to find a playwright who is amenable to other people's opinions about their work and be willing to consider those for, in my opinion, the health of the play specifically right. uh, is right. a wonderful thing to run across. Right, right. And how wonderful in, a, in an emerging playwright, you know, that... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that she has the confidence already to be able to um, write, to listen at least to other opinions, whether or not she's actually at the end going to be amenable to, to a change or to a line, or, but that she goes, yeah, bring it on. You know, it, Almost from the get-go, you know, Jess and, and Georgette and I all did a dance with each other at first, like you do in creative mm-hmm. relationships, sure, but yeah. almost immediately we started to... I feel just like we were all speaking the same language almost from the beginning about this play. Yeah, I really I think that's very true. And also about how one and and again, how one goes about developing and learning about a play. I'd say that's the other thing about Georgette is uh, she is very aware of how much, you know, there's there are these stages of learning as you develop a play for the first time in terms of there's the there's the things you learn when when you have you know just your your peers or whoever you first read it right there's that moment of learning then there's the learning when you actually have actors in a room because actors bring all of their wonderful tools and all of a sudden 
things are illuminated in different ways. And also sometimes things are like, oh, that actually doesn't make sense. Okay. And then there's the moment then where you put it in front of people, an audience for the first time. Even like the, the reading that we did in Chicago. Oh, yeah, really, Chicago, uh, Chicago uh, Dramatists. Chicago yeah. Dramatists was really great. Uh, Georgette is a fellow, I believe they call them, of yeah. uh, Chicago Dramatists Fellow. So they were very up. They kind of partnered with us on it. They helped us find actors. They gave us space. And they put it in their reading series. So we had, so we had, so then we had, we had a, 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 an audience, but it's to say also um, in terms of learning and Georgette, she came in, in, in the, the, our, the, we, we had, what was it the first night? We just, it was just us and actors, right? Jer? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And then, cause she, Georgette couldn't make it. And so then the next morning um, she came in and we, we were going to read through it one more time. Uh, standing like just kind of with basic the basic staging we were doing and then we were showing it that afternoon to the public right right and she came in and like almost immediately was like can you back up and can we like she wanted to hear something again and then she was like hold on a second here cut these three lines i mean it was just like immediately she went to work yes and it was like oh it was so exciting um yeah i mean because she was learning about you know and, and honing that play. I mean, that's the thing. I think what we ended up with was something that she really, you know, she worked and she honed it, you know? And I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, George, I think don't you, it's such a language play. That's, I think the thing that we all respond to as theater people about this piece is that, you know, not only does it have a narrative that's interesting and that we feel like we haven't seen a million times before, but it also mm-hmm. is this language play that's rich in poetry and um, her use of language is so strong. And that's part of what I think Jess and I were witnessing in Chicago that we were like, yes, was that yes. she, you know, yeah. it's not just for many, many playwrights. It's about what it is on the page. And that's great for her. It's about what it is on the page. It's also what it is in the space. You know, she you just, can, she, it's yeah. You could totally tell she thought about her words. Yes. Yeah. It's deliberate. Yes. And at points oh, yeah. it was it was melodic almost. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And the byplay, the back and forth, it flowed mm-hmm. pretty much seamlessly. You know, yes. It's, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, the production I saw, which, which Jeremy directed uh, at the Hangar Theater in New York, uh, and I'm so very sorry I didn't get to see yours, Jessica. Um, <laughs> uh, totally. It's all good. No, I mean, it's ephemeral. You know, yeah. that's the beauty of theater. So but, let's let's go ahead. Please. Go ahead. No, no, please. Um, I was going to say, I mean, I um, I wanted to go uh, to, to talk a little bit. Can we talk more about the workshop? Is that OK? Because I like yes. it totally yeah. got me really. I mean, and the gift, the other gift of the workshop, <clears throat> the playwright. But then then because this is then where where I think both Jerry and I started to think about production more towards the as we were mm-hmm. learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then the gift of being able to have, I mean, Jer and I, as we say, we've known each other forever and we've talked about <laughs> theater forever. Um, and we also, but, but as, as adults, as adult artists, we, he and you, you, we've never had a chance to work together. And on one level, we, I mean, no, we weren't working together, but we were. Yeah. And totally. to have, to be able to talk, like to be able to talk about the play like we had these great we would walk from rehearsal back to where we were staying and (laughs) have these amazing conversations and talk about the things we were thinking about and being able we were also very i think we were very successful in that we were able to make we made two very different productions i mean they are absolutely related and they are the same script 
but right. in terms of what they look like and how you know and and the how the how how the story is told there's some there's there are some differences and i think we were able and, through and one of a collaborate and be individuals and, and yeah. yes and you know so many people i think would say would get it wrong and say um oh they they don't collaborate well or they don't share ideas look at how different their productions are and what right. what i would actually say is they collaborate so well together they get along like it's obvious look at how different their productions are you know what i mean i actually i actually think that's the dealio right there yeah you know totally and yes you know they were very different but but there were so many there were so many things that were so very similar about them i george it was so you know you saw the production in the hangar you remember there was this large Um, the overwhelming element in the set was this large light box that hung upstage with clouds that was this rectangular box of probably 30 feet long by four feet high. So I get out to L.A. and I walk into the space and, like, almost have to sit down immediately because at the back of Jessica's set she has a long 30-foot long by four-foot high box. It's not a light box. In her production, it's, it's littered with hundreds of notes and pieces of paper that the writers use the doctors you constantly going up to that but this so there was seminal the same, imagery yeah. that was yeah so similar you know yeah um it's funny that the came, way stuff that, comes through that totally way. that that and to me like that means that the, the the conversations that jared and i were having with our designers which are entirely separate from you know that was like you know the I talked to Sybil and you talked to, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Uh, Steve Tenike. Yeah. Thank you. Steve Tenike. Um, yeah. yeah, totally. So you're having, so the, the, then the fact that those designers then from our conversations and their impressions of the play, they end up putting the same shape on stage. It's it so was, interesting. It was so cool. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so cool. You guys are working with the same exact script. Yes. All right. Yeah. And yes. you get uh-huh. two radically different interpretations of this right? yes and and, mm-hmm. and some maybe some similar structuralities with within um but the pictures i saw of jessica's production mm-hmm. are vastly different than jared yes so yeah, totally. which i think is the best thing about theater all right yes. again, <laughs> I'm, gonna you, mention this again. Yeah. I'm a playwright yeah all right and right. to me being in heaven is seeing my play done by director A in Weehawken and having it done completely different in L.A. by director Z, all right? Yeah. Because yep. that's the magic of theater. We get to do the same thing in all totally. these different ways. Um, yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, I think it really speaks well of the play. Mm-hmm. In the end, mm. the fact that, okay, so then, so here, this is, you know, and my hope for the, that play and that script, and I know that Georgia, you know, is, I hope there is interest in more productions of it happening, that you can see that you can take this play and make a beautiful show how, you know, in your, in your space, however you want, you know, I mean, it's like, mm. it is, mm-hmm. it, there's something that's going to be constant about it being a good play, but you can, look at it, you know, and how, and how you want to present it and how you want to tell the story, you know, mm-hmm. that becomes, mm-hmm. and that's like part of the art of, you know, the theater mm-hmm. is, is, is that, you know, that it can happen again and again and again. And yes. Again. And it can happen differently. And 
from seeing each other's productions, and I know Jeremy went first, but... Um, <laughs> right, totally. Yeah, well, I mean... Just, and next I, and time, talks, Jess, and, Jess, next really. time you go first. Exactly, I'll go first next time. <laughs> totally. Are you kidding me? Right here, I'm, I'm cyberly shaking your hand on that. That is what's happening. Totally. No, right. I mean, and I will say straight up, I learned a lot. I was, I was four days into rehearsal for my for my piece and I went and come came and saw your show and yeah. I learned so much you I mean yeah you illuminated so many things it was great uh, I thoroughly it, it, very it, happy it, I did it. it it was for me um in some ways an out-of-body experience seeing it in, in LA it was about two and right. a half weeks after we closed in Ithaca that they opened in LA um but I there was so much that was good to see I mean I saw it I went back three times to see it. I couldn't, it, I, I never would have imagined that after working as intensely as we worked on the play for like a, almost a year and then working really intensely on it for the month in Ithaca that I would still have an appetite left for the story after my production had closed. But I did. And that yeah. to me is a testament to Jess and the artists and what they did in L.A. There was just more to listen to. There was more to listen for. And I was still involved with these characters. Yeah. Um, you know, what I'm very involved that was, with... That, that was so different from yours? What did she do that was so different? I mean, in, either um, in staging or in, you know, in, in the interpretation of... Because hers was pretty much so close to tech by the time yours went up. Right, right. right? So you were working on the I, same thing completely in, you know, isolated boxes pretty much. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would say... And Jess could disagree with this, but I would say that the biggest sort of overarching difference is that um, Jess's didn't use as much <laughs> furniture, like, like you know, it was more, it was a more abstracted concept, mm -hmm. whereas yeah. mine had a hospital bed and it had a chaise lounge and a table and chairs and, you know, hers still had food mm -hmm. for the food scene. She wasn't. She wasn't so abstracted <laughs> that they were like faking food, you know, but it was it was um, it was much more abstract, I would say. Yeah. But 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 then again, I would say like the sound designs for our shows were totally. done by two completely different, mm -hmm. very talented designers had so many similarities. Right, Jess? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, how you you know, and how the how the sound moves how the sound of lights would move things, uh, move, move the story or, you know, because I mean, because the, the script is so fluid spatial in terms of space, like moving from one place to the next. Right. Um, the way, it, the way it moves. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I think, I think there were, there were definitely some similarities, but also, yeah, mine was way more abstract. Yeah. Very, and very, and like minimalist. I mean, like minimalist. Know, the, yeah. Yeah. That's super, you know, and on, on the on that um, this amazing structure that Sybil, Sybil Wickersheimer made, um, that which yeah, which was just, incredible. You yeah, know, totally. The, I, I the, find that fascinating. I mean, just the differences in being able to tell the same story, get the same important character elements, the ups and downs. The, I mean, the, the 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 climaxes, the catastrophe, the whole nine yards. What happens to these characters that we come to care about in an hour and right. how many minutes? In yeah. such different ways well yeah. i have to say that that's also then you know the the beauty and the art of the actors 
You know, yeah. I, mean, I I so enjoyed watching both sets of ca- both casts. Yes, and, me too. You know, I mean, and that's again speaks well of the play. That you know, yep. that it, it this really. This is and this is one of those plays that's catnip for actors, wouldn't you say, Jess? Totally. Actors, oh, absolutely. All twelve of the actors in and six in each production, uh, almost to a person, have all come up to me and just you know, it's it's the kind of play that actors love. Yeah. Again, because it's well constructed, it gives everybody something to do. There's not a bad part in it. Yeah. Um, and great, you know, we have to mention too the the great a great play for for actresses. You know, a great yes. play for female actors, yes. which we definitely um, yes. need these days. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. No, and and that was one of the things. I mean, I remember Jeremy and I had long. That was actually one of the things we were talking about a lot in Chicago, as yes. we were thinking about our productions and talking about what you know, who these, who these people are. And then also this talking about how important it was. Cause there were, there were a couple of moments where it's like, well, Deborah could be a little younger or she could be, you know, or that, and, and there was a moment where both of us were just like, no, that's not what this is. You right. Know, right. That it, it's, it's, it, no, it, it has to, it has to be, you know, a woman over, let's I mean, 60, you know, and, and, and then also that the age of the other two women, or two of right. the other women, I should say, the couple, right. they're, they're, you know, middle-aged working women, you know, right. and to really actually to, to cast, cast women actresses and in parts, I mean, it, it, auditions are so hard when you know, it were all the, t- I mean, they're hard, but yeah. to be, to, because especially when I've done a number of plays that have great, uh, older women parts in them. I, say, I hesitate to say older because, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Let's say parts over. Parts that don't get written my, often enough. My age yes. or 20 years older, you know, like me, like me or 20 years older, you know, they don't get written. So, and so to, to, to in auditions to, to experience incredible actresses coming in who are just like, and like literally after the, after the audition being like, this is a beautiful script. This is yeah. a wonderful part. I mean, and who are just like, uh, you know, I mean, because, because yeah, there aren't that many, and then yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. you know, I mean, there are there are more than there were, and I think that you know something like like this whole uh, the both I mean the the fact that it won and then also you know the productions and and the way that things were executed I think is a you know hopefully there were people who were impressed and feel like they can they want to see more of that you know and they will ask for it. Yeah. I think the more you put yeah. it out there, the more people are be gonna gonna become aware of it. You're not aware of the things you really don't see unless you are part of that marginalized demographic. Mm-hmm. Right? right. And one right. of the things I've heard over the years <clears throat> from my female actor friends, a uh, quote of a certain age, I hate that phrase. Um, <laughs> yeah. is mature. The, yeah, well, experienced. <laughs> yeah, right? there you go. Experienced. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Where are the parts for me? Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many. Uh, it's this is their play. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely, definitely <laughs> yeah. their play. This is on stage, off stage. I'm your host George Sapio, and we are talking this month with Jeremy Webb and Jessica Hanna, both of whom directed the Hope and Optimism Foundation's winning play, "I Carry Your Heart," by George Ed Kelly. Um, I want to go back a little bit. Uh, to the actual final conference that we had, okay, where we where we picked the winner, 
and mm-hmm. there were, I guess, what, a dozen of us around the table, yeah, uh, all putting place forward and weighing the pros and cons of each 12 disparate, d- different personalities. Everybody had, you know, <laughs> a, a, opinions, an agenda, this sort of thing. And I walked into this thing late, and I saw a table of half the people I know, half the people I didn't know, and I thought, they're not even close to picking one yet. And I missed the first <laughs> five hours of this, and we went for another four or five hours, I think, yeah, before totally. we finally picked this. Okay, so the question is, what was it like being around this table, dealing with personalities, trying to pick a play, racking this up against what you personally look for as a theater artist and as an experienced director, because that's what you both are, all right? You know, you go through your careers, you say, oh, I want to direct this because I like this play. What is it in a play that you look for that makes you want to take it on, and how do you balance that off against a room full of other people who have their own agendas? Right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, a lot of it for me, I think, what if I can try to recall, a lot of it for me um, was just a very basic question of, can I see it? You know, when I read the play, can I see it? Can I see, um, do, do, do I, uh, you know, I've directed and acted in, as you say, a number of, a number of plays at this point in my career and, uh, stage worthiness is a big issue for me, I think in my, in my career and my life, it's like some plays just, uh, well, you know, Stella Adler talks about this in all of her books. I've been reading a lot of Stella lately. And she talks about the performances that are stage-worthy versus the performances that aren't, you know? And she she talks a lot about Marlon, of course, because she came up with Marlon Brando, but how even at the very beginning, like even when Brando was a mess on stage before he got famous, the things that he did had stage-worthiness. And I think I was kept trying to look, kept trying to stay focused on what were the plays at the table for us that were stage-worthy and staying away from the ones that I was like, I just, you know, this might be interesting writing, but I wouldn't know what to do with this play, you know? Um, something about that. I don't know. The dynamics were intense and amazing. It was an incredible day. I remember it well. It was Valentine's Day, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I it was like Valentine's it was. Day 2016. Yeah. Jerry said, I mean, the other thing you should, I mean, I want to also be clear about is that Jeremy and I didn't know we were going to be directing the play. Right, that's very true. As we that's as we true. were as we were picking as we were picking the play, we were speaking as readers of the play. I was I knew I was going to produce it at right. bootleg, whatever the winner was, but neither of us knew that we were going to direct the play. Um, so, so like in terms of the conversation we were having at the, about it, we were talking about we were talking about all of the plays from mm-hmm. our artistic perspective, which you know for Jer is director and actor, for me is actor director and then also producer and thinking about. So thinking about what uh, the the plays that were on the table that we were discussing about the, those the four plays that we ended up giving awards to, and then looking at them as plays, but also as like they would if they were out in the world, like you say, like Jared, can you imagine it? You know, in terms right. of as a director, but can I also can I imagine it as a producer? Right. What is this play? You know, would it would it go in a you know this do these plays fit? certain companies or other, you know, I mean, it's just to, to start thinking about it as a producer. So that was also part of what I was thinking about um, as we were talking about it. One of the things for me about I Carry Your Heart um, that put it 
over the line for me was that it's uh, I found it I found it to be extremely accessible um, in terms of what the the ideas and the emo the emotional responses that I think that, that I thought would it would cause I thought mm. I thought that it would be very accessible to uh, to a, a large audience um, and that definitely was part of what I was I, I thought I thought about it yeah, you're right. I think you that a very broad spectrum of appeal yeah yeah it does. It does. And I think that it, I think that Andrew and Eliza, who assembled the panel, you know, did a pretty amazing job of assembling a, an interesting cross section of absolutely. You know, we had totally. we had our yeah. diehard philosophy professors on there, <laughs> you know, who are mm -hmm. bright and and have their own um, 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 opinions about artistic work skewing perhaps towards. The literary, I don't know, or at least the you know um, messagey and idea. And then we had the people like you, George. These you know the 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 fame, the bread and the butter of the Ithaca community, Godfrey Simmons and you. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had we had RPTA. Well, they're not called RPTAs anymore, but grad students from from Theater Cornell, from from Bruce Levitt's program over there that were had amazing and advocated quite strongly as you recall for for particular plays absolutely um, yes yeah and 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 we had cynthia henderson from ithaca college and i, I yeah. just found and people i'm not remembering uh, their names at the moment but um the 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 um bringing together voices from diverse backgrounds was really um uh, and yeah i felt like jess and i were there representing um, sort of L.A. and New York, in a way, mm -hmm. for, for no better way of saying it. You know? I remember mm -hmm. it as an absolutely incredible experience. I mean, I walked into this room, and all these people were there, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so, you know, big-time heavyweight kind of thing here. Mm -hmm. And everybody was respectful. Everybody was polite. Yes. They definitely had their choices, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. And I thought, it was, it was, it was passionate. Yes. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. passionate. And it was never disrespectful. No. I love that about it. Yeah. That's exactly no, highly right. Di highly dynamic and like, that's one of the reasons why it lasted so long. I think, um, I mean, we all, everybody got to say their piece. Yeah. And, and also, everybody put forward great conversation and ideas. And so, you know. And there was really yeah. good food. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes. Always does. I remember at one point thinking, are we ever going to... Can twelve us actually, or how many, narrow it down to one play? Yeah, because we all yeah. came in with something, you know, different. And than from our, what our I neighbors. recall, there were, there were, there were several different. It for me, it was the closest that I've never sat on a jury for a trial. But for me, it felt like the closest I've ever gotten in my life to feeling like what that must be like behind closed doors. When, yeah. You try to reach like from what I recall, there were a couple different tries at how we were going to arrive. You know, someone had a technique. Well, everyone gets one vote. Well, no, that's not going to work. You know, OK, well, what if we, you know, we we, we 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 actually had to work together and develop, you know, quorum in a way, yeah. which was was democratic and interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, and probably flawed and imperfect, but you know, <laughs> hey, it's know. the art. I'm, I'm not sure well, it's either I flawed mean, or imperfect. It's, it's but also like. For Go ahead. I was going to say, for something that had never, ever been done before. Let's not forget that. Like, right, the fact that, right. like, this kind of... Brand this new has, I, I've, 
brand new prize also but this combination of mm. art arts and academics um and yes. this you know and then it, it, i i just felt like it was extraordinary through the whole thing and again yep. yeah like you like you say that the 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 respect in the room was really great you know everybody i i think i feel i hope everybody felt like they were heard it seemed like they were and um, it has to be said that it's extraordinary that um I mean, in, 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 particularly in a time when the money for arts is so yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. depressing. Yeah. Depressing, and it's depressing to live in a country that increasingly feels like it's being led by people who don't understand the importance of, of arts in a community. And then to, to interface with these uh, incredible um, people from mm -hmm. the academic side who... who said no let's not do one production but two you know let's yeah. stretch this and yeah. you want to do a workshop in chicago we've got money for that and yeah. you want to and yes yes yeah I'm, I'm not saying we had unlimited budgets and it was all yes <laughs> but but i'm saying yeah. that the there were the, a lot more yeses the, than we usually get yes yeah yeah, well, and, yeah yes and and curiosity and like and also being yes, present curiosity. i mean that's that's the other thing i have to say about you know that always impressed me about andrew was that you know he's a philosophy professor he's a rock star in his own you know his own career and and has all kinds of other things going on and yet he showed he would show up and he and he yeah. read plays yeah and yep. he and he and he had notes and he asked questions yeah. You know, and it and it it the play is better for it. The whole yep. process is better for it, and yep. that you know, with the, there was a you know on one level, it really showed me that the lack of the, the 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 amount of cynicism that I actually have when I like to think of myself as a non cynical theater cynical maker, person. but like right. but but a person, but also like theater maker around my theater, you know, around other theater makers, I'm like I'm the least you know I'm not cynical at all, not like these people, and then to actually run into somebody who who is coming to it with truly just passion and fresh eyes and you know uh there it was it was amazing the, when we presented to the mm -hmm. to the room in Colorado at the conference and oh the talk the, to the to the other to the other it was all for the but other Jesse, you and I you and I read the we scene. totally did <laughs> <laughs> we totally we, we read the letter writing scene we read yeah, the letter totally. writing scene right yeah right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah totally and uh um but oh, they the conversation were with them amazing. was amazing because they were so po like literally I'm about to say I can't believe it I, they were so positive, yeah. you know. And it, it's a it's it's hard to it's hard you know how hard it is to make plays you know yeah. and you got to be yeah. realistic about it and of course but there's also like there's a system that people get stuck in and to then all of a sudden have this breath of fresh air of people people who are excited about it and just saying yes and you know that energy that kind of was the wind in the sails of the whole project, you know? Right. So I totally great. agree. Yeah, I, I think I it was totally one of the best agree. theater experiences I've ever had. Just wow! Right on. Be, between right on. getting seven thousand plays in my inbox and um, <laughs> you know, and then meeting and working right. with you guys and the whole rest of the crew, and as we said before, it was just a remarkable experience. I mean, it's yeah. you know. Um, as a playwright, I never see this side of it. I, you know, I run the Ithaca Fringe, but everything sure. we do is picked by lottery. Oh, oh. Right? Which scares the yep. hell out of most people, which is great. <laughs> um, but when it comes down to, you know, what's good, what's not. And there were all these plays that were worthy. They were so worthy. Yeah. I think everybody came up with at least one play that was so producible, so worthy. Yeah. All right. Um yeah. That it finally made that you know that that 
rejection slip. Well, there were 900 plays that were just outstanding, and, you know, it, it was so hard to choose, and now I know exactly what they mean. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, yep. totally gives you a different perspective about, you know, about, about the whole the whole process. Absolutely. The, um, we're going to get short on time made. here a little bit. I just want to get to one more thing, a personal thing, because you guys have been working uh-huh. so well together in this interview, you'd think you'd knew each other most of your lives. <laughs> is that a lead-in or is that not a lead-in? <laughs> Both of you come from Ithaca. You've been friends for how many years now? Oh, God, 35 well, at least. About 35? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, uh, gosh, we both just born there. Born there, totally. Both, bo- totally. both born, born there. Both born, raised born there. Born uh, I'm a South, went... I'm a South Hills Harris girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, both, you know, matriculated through Boynton and the Ithaca High School. And yeah. along the way, uh, gosh, just chime in. Ithaca Theater Company, Hanger Theater, Next Generation Hanger. School of well, Acting. Um, point of order, we were the first class. Of, of the, the next, next generation. generation school of acting. acting. Thank Hanger you Hanger. very much. Yes. <laughs> yes. Totally. Uh, yes. Um, but a company and companies that aren't around anymore, unfortunately, like Ithaca Opera uh, Company, we yep. did a lot of work for Jess and I when we were, you know, we would PA on shows when we were in high school mm-hmm. and Ithaca oh, Theater Company during the year, our school shows, and that we were, we were uh, both just had that insatiable appetite for all things theater when we Ithaca were Ithaca is a we remarkable were. town for theater, isn't it? It's an amazing it town for theater. And what we were exposed to there as kids, there is something so amazing about that community. I just, yeah. for that little town to have that much arts, it's a blessing. Yeah. And it's a blessing for anyone um, who grows up and gets bit by the bug like we were at such a young age because um, our insatiable appetites were filled you know, it was amazing. It's true. It's true. And then between the two programs, you know, at the, at the schools and then the hangar and the work that I did, all those places growing up, I, I mean, I, I literally still run into people who are still working in the business who, Isn't that something? you know, I met when I was, I, I was like, you know, I've, I've scared a couple of people by being like, I worked backstage when I was 15 on, you never can tell with you, <laughs> what you were in. They're like, oh my God, who is this crazy woman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, there's a bunch, I mean, Ithaca had a, you know, had a, it, it, it has always had a, a good art, I mean, a really great artistic scene in different, yes. different ways. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's there are so many theater companies in Ithaca now that uh, we just got a new one, a new musical company. Um, nice. But it's it's amazing for a town of this size that actually has two major institutions of higher learning that have exceptional theater programs. Yeah, um, it's, it's amazing. It's, it, I, I feel like we're the trash compactor of theater. You know what I mean? It's just so much. <laughs> that's a terrible analogy. I just, oh boy. Um, but yeah, it's George, have you seen it's the, honest, the? Go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. Sorry. No, please. No, I mean, I just hear there's a new space. The 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 um, Cherry Theater has built a new space. I just yes. wonder if you've seen it. It sounds so exciting. Oh. I have not been inside, but I have seen photos. Okay. And it yes, looks... it is exciting because we need a new space. Yeah, that's yeah. very that's awesome. cool. And it's nice. Congratulations! Have, it's nice to have new theater in town. I mean, more the more the merrier. It's uh, sure. You know, it's just it's it's like the buffet just keeps getting bigger. 
<laughs> people want to tell stories. Yes, they do. You know. All right. Yes. Well, Jessica yeah. Hanna, Jeremy Webb, this has been exceptional and so much fun. Thank you both for being here. <laughs> And, thank you for having us. Oh, yes, thank, thank you for you being for having us. It's, it's great. Totally. Um, so fun. Quickly, uh, Jessica, go first. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. Then, Jeremy, where can we find oh, you? Because we're you all curious. You can find me. I'm, I, I'm the uh, co-founder, managing producing director of Bootleg Theater. So you can find me at, at Jessica at bootlegtheater.org. And that's theater spelled E-R dot E-R. org. Mm, yeah, totally. And you can find me out here uh, in L.A. Come, come visit. Okay, totally. go. Come, see, come, come see a play at the bootleg. Love the bootleg to. is incredible. The bootleg is just an amazing. What Justice B have been able to create out there is something so special. The space is so cool. Oh. The acts Thanks, are man. amazing, and the theater is, you know, top notch. So Thanks, that's man. Am- yeah, it's an amazing. <laughs> bootleg's yeah. an amazing joint. Jeremy, how about you? I'm in New York City. You can find me in New York. Um, <laughs> you know, that's where I'm based. I'm all over the place. Thanks yes. for having us, George. Thanks yes, thank you, George. Such so a pleasure. Much fun. Hey, kids, thanks for listening to On Stage, Off Stage. On Stage, Off Stage is produced monthly, and all of our shows can be found at onstageoffstage.org and also on iTunes. If you enjoy what we do, please recommend us to your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at OnOffStage. And if you are a theater artist with an upcoming project of interest or work in a part of theater that we haven't yet covered, oddly enough, or know someone in the theater world who'd make good chat, please send us a note at info at onstageoffstage.org. Our intro and outro music is Surf Far, Surf Good by the composer Steve Channon. You can hear more of his work on SoundCloud. On Stage, Off Stage wishes to let its listeners know that we believe in and advocate for a world where all people are free to live their lives as they wish, in peace, without fear. We believe in zero tolerance for acts of hate and bigotry. We believe in universal respect, diversity, and equality in all areas of life for all people, no matter what their nationality, race, religion, age, sexual status, or gender orientation. On Stage, Off Stage will never promote or endorse those who seek to diminish others because of who they are. I'm George Sapio. Thank you once again, and happy theatering to all of you. (laughs) ¶¶